Welcome to the Take Uncommon Action Podcast. I am your host, Brady Oakey from Brady Oak Fitness, founder of Tua, a training brand and fitness community focused on standing out from the crowd and taking action in our daily lives. Roll the intro. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Tua Cast. Brady, your host here, and with a special guest and uh, fellow actual Tua athlete, Dalton. Yeah. So, what do you want the people to know about you? Oh, man. All right. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Um, my name's Dalton. I'm 29 and uh, born and raised in Pensacola, Florida. Started a weight loss journey three years ago, and it turned into something that changed my life forever. So, now I just want to tell the world, world about it and hopefully help change their lives, too. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Dalton's story is absolutely insane. I'm, I'm actually genuinely looking forward to hearing more about it myself um, because I only know what you put on social media essentially. Yeah. And so I, I actually am Dalton's coach. Uh, we've only been working together for like four or five yeah, months, four, somewhere five months in that yeah. range. Um, but Dalton, t- go ahead and tell them real fast how many pounds you have lost in your weight loss journey. Yeah, so far uh, 323 pounds down total. So yeah, over the course of three years and two months. Which is, yeah, which is insane. Uh, I mean, that is literally insane. Uh, you could say that you've lost 150 pounds, and I would say that's insane. Thanks. And you've lost more than twice that. So yeah, it's crazy. It's I would just, never, never dreamed that. Man, so. The perspective of it, it's like so hard to understand. And then, then you see your side by sides, like your before and afters. Yeah. And even then, it's like so hard to just like comprehend that that's possible yeah. and that someone has done that. It's hard for me to comprehend it. Like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, that's not you. And then I'm like, come on. Yes, it is. You worked your butt off for it. Remember, that's yours. Like, Yeah. And it like it happened over three years, which to me, that's very fast. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 100 pounds a year. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was quick. And I tell you, in all reality, like, I have a post today where I was reading on my Facebook. And yeah, it shows you the, like, before and, like, after and, like, your time hop. And it's like, I had surgery in April and by the end of May, like, like today's yeah. day, I was down a hundred pounds in that oh first time gosh. frame. I'm just like, that's how fast weight loss happened. And then after that, it was like, wall. <laughs> right. And then it was like, okay, I've got to dig and grind for this. So yeah, I, that's the part I am going to be, um, quite interested in hearing more about is just like the ups and downs and, yeah. and everything like that. But, um, I mean, your journey has touched a lot of people already. I mean, yeah. you have... I think we talked about this earlier. You have like 40 something. Yeah. yeah I got K like, on. like 40 something thousand on Instagram and then um, like 600,000 on TikTok. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Man. It's, it's absolutely I, that to me, it's like saying <laughs> that out loud. It's like, wait, what? That's, this is real. Like, but yeah, it's, I've had a chance to be able to just give my journey, like the story of it and help others with it. And it's, it's, it's so empowering. It makes me just want to keep pushing harder and harder. So. Yeah, and speaking of pushing harder and harder, I guess that's how we kind of met because yeah, yeah, yeah. you wanted to, you know, take it to that next level and, and step on a, a stage yeah. to display your transformation. So I guess let's start there okay. um, and then we'll kind of backtrack and go through everything. But yeah. what made you want to do the Summer Shredding Classic? By the way, Dalton is going to be doing the Summer Shredding yeah. Classic in four weeks. Four the the transformation division, which, mm-hmm. um, if you're kind of newer to what that is, it's, you know, summer shredding classic. I've, I could talk so highly about it. Um, I I've been taking a team there since 2019, which is the second time it ever happened and it is such a positive experience. 
And one of the aspects to it that makes it so special mm. is the fact that, you know, it, it is a bodybuilding show. You know, you got bodybuilding, classic physique, men's physique. You got the, uh, you know, for women, you have bikini uh, figure, all that. But then they also have the transformation division okay. for the men and the women. And essentially, for those who don't know what that is, it's uh, a chance for people like Dalton to show up and step on stage and display their transformation yeah. for everyone to see. It is so cool. This part of the show, you will see tears in the eyes of the people oh, in the crowd. Man. I've had the pleasure of getting to be backstage with all the transformation guys. Yeah. It is like the vibe is is surreal. It is oh, insane, and yeah, you get to experience that yeah, in like four man, weeks. Uh, oh. But so so why? Like what? How how did that happen? Well, the why for me is like I started seventy five hard, and, um, and after a breakup, I was like, man, I really want to just find myself, you know, like, hmm. and so I was like, I kept seeing like the hashtag seventy five hard, and I kept seeing people just going through it, and I was like, this is something I just want to see if I can, and so I made it to day thirty three. Um, I set my alarms to like like nap, and then like, basically, long story short, my phone fell behind the bed, missed my alarm, woke up at like one o'clock in the morning the next day and I missed like all my stuff oh. <laughs> and I was like okay my biggest thing in my journey is transparency and like real so I'm like I'm not gonna say and just like skip and go to day 34 so I made a public post and I was like hey I failed I, I can't I'm not gonna say I, you know and mm -hmm. uh but out of that I found this newfound passion for working out and it's like it because in Sunny for Florida you have to work out you know twice yeah. a day 45 minutes and so like I got in that routine of like twice a day and like I realized my mental health is changed. It changed like drastically, mm. man. I was like depressed and just like angry and upset and like, I don't, I don't even know what about It's just like, but I couldn't get those endorphins and it was like, that's what I realized. Like when I started doing that, I was like, man, I was getting happier. My job was like, you, everything was just better, you know? Right. Um, and I found this new version of myself. I was like, man, like I, I can sustain this. This is sustainable. I just need to get in like, a better routine from it so then i got in routine and i saw how rob was killing it and i was like man like this is something i really want to try to see if my body will do you know and i already pushed my body to a limit of losing like 250 pounds at the time and right. like i'd have my like seven pounds of skin cut off and i was like i can work out harder now and like so let's do it let's, let's go for it and so i talked to rob and i was like man like i want to get into it and so i, I hired a coach like even before you hired a coach and yeah. like, I was like, you know, man, I'm just not feeling it. And so I saw the results that, that Rob had with you. And I was mm -hmm. like, bro, the dude knows what, what he's talking about. Like he's the real deal. And that, that's the biggest thing. That's my biggest thing. I want the real deal, you know? And so, uh, I went with you and it's been life changing. Like, and now I'm stepping on stage in four weeks with like loose skin crazily, but <laughs> like I'm going to be shredded. And I've never been able to say that in my entire life. Like I feel just alive it's amazing so I, I love that man i love that so much and i mean <laughs> i wish you guys could see him already because he, he like is shredded it's insane uh and and i i love <laughs> no, so, it's such a comment from you thank it, you it's thank the you. coolest thing i mean um and watching like your re recent content you've been putting out like yeah. showing off your abs and things like that i mean I yeah, I, I just imagine <laughs> yeah. like three years ago or whatever, three and a half years ago, this this is a version of you yourself that I imagine you didn't know even existed. Never. I I and and again it's something that like goes back further and I was telling Des and Kyle this earlier and like even another person. I used to as a kid, like all my friends were skinny. You know, they were mm -hmm. in fact they had abs at like eleven, twelve years old, <laughs> they're so skinny and it's like 
here's me over here with a belly like you know sticking out over my pants and like i'm having to shop in the men's big and tall at like 12 13 years old so it's like damn and i mean i went to you know nutritionist and uh, physicians weight loss and like i literally remember like my parents signed themselves up so and then like because of that like to be able to get me onto the plan that like because it, it wasn't legal for a minor to be on mm. physicians weight loss and so they're like, all right, well, we're going to do this. We're going to bring them. But so I went through like all that and nothing ever worked. But growing up, I would like, you know, be in bed at night, like, just like, like, God, please, like just one day, like, I just want for one day, just one day, the rest of the, my life, I can be big. I just want to see what it's like to feel normal and like, yeah. like actually like not genuinely like hate myself. Like, cause I, I got to that point at that young, like it was just, it was such a mental toll on me even then that like, I didn't realize it. So like. But I always put on my face of like, no, you know, I'm a big, funny, fat guy, you know, and it worked. But now seeing it, it's just like, yeah, I, I he was filming and it's like, I was tearing up today, like watching mm. the footage of me. It's like, I've never seen this. And it's like, it's so emotional. And like, man, I, I best decision I've ever made. So hands down. Yeah. So let's go into that okay. a little bit because, well, specifically like the surgery, because yeah. I think that's. Uh, super misunderstood mm -hmm. and especially when you're someone like yourself lot, big social media following and you you put yourself out there and you're yeah. by the way you're very transparent about Thank the you. fact that you had weight loss surgery yeah yeah, yeah. i um, want to know <laughs> <laughs> and and i've been you know coaching um i've coached enough weight loss surgery mm -hmm. guys and i've just been around the block long enough to know that like by no means is surgery a cop-out or like the easy way out. Right, um, right, right. For most people who are getting weight loss surgery, it is the only solution. It is, yeah. And like, I, I learned that early. I, just something I want to mention with um, Des, for instance, who's our good friend, who is <laughs> Kyle's girlfriend, who is behind the camera right now. <laughs> um, it, I learned from Des because me and Des became really good friends in like 2019. Um, she literally has a twin sister. And her twin sister was not obese growing up. Oh, wow. They were, I, I didn't even know that. they crazy. had the same diet. Yeah. They did the same sports, same level of activity. That's one crazy. was skinny and one was obese growing up. So like, to me, like, I just wish people understood that it's not that simple. It's yeah. not just like, oh, well, you just got to stop eating, man. Yeah, like it's, man. it goes so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, weight loss surgery, like we kind of talked about earlier, just on our own when we we're hanging out earlier, it's like, it just finally gives you like the opportunity yeah. to jumpstart everything else. So it does. I, yeah, you go into it, man. You just say whatever you got to say. <laughs> no, so, you know, VSG saved my life. It's, it's something that if you use it properly, it's like a tool. And I mean, it is a tool. Um, right. And you know, I've had my family members call me a cheater. Like my own brother called me a cheater, and like we've bonded our relationship over it now. And like we're we're good and we're close. But like, it's things that it's just because there's so much misunderstanding behind it and the purpose mm -hmm. of it. And people think that it's like the easy way out. It's like, oh well, you know, if I get too fat, I can always go, you know, get a surgery to fix yeah. it. It's like, well, that's not the case. It's yeah. not like a magic fix. Like, sure, maybe those first three months, like you're so restricted you can't physically eat. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, man, six months out, if you're not paying attention, you can start stretching your stomach. And by People year do. out, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I've stretched mine out. I was having a conversation with someone. It's like my breakfast, I can put, you know, four eggs down, two pieces of toast and a cup of yogurt and you know and i'm still like i, I i'm not like just like but yeah which for for reference people who are newer to the surgery that is a lot that's, that's a all, lot that's, that's an entire food. day of food. Yeah, yeah yeah that yeah <laughs> seeing like when i started out i was eating food out of a medicine cup like like <laughs> yeah. i'm not even kidding like i remember mm. eating eggs out of a shot glass and i still have it on, like on video like me like <laughs> 
Eating it, yeah, with a baby spoon, actually. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. Love it. But, um, yeah, um, you know, and, and the way I explained the tool is, like, um, I got a lot of criticism, but I said, you know, I found out after I had surgery, um, and I did psychiatric evaluations, but I kind of bs my way through them because I knew, like, it's not hard to answer those questions to mm. get through it, you know? And I that was my biggest mistake. And I definitely was not ready for it mentally, and I mm. wish I was. And so after I had surgery, I dove into depression because I didn't realize, like, how to maintain my food addiction because I didn't know I had a food addiction in the first place. Right. So yeah. that that's where it was like, oh, my God, you have a food addiction, so now we've got to figure it out. And, like, I realized that because I literally, I was living to eat instead of eating to live. Like, all it was was, like, I wake up, what am I going to eat? oh, well, I'm at breakfast. What am I going to have for, like, my snack and then lunch? And then, like, man, like, I remember going out and, like, spending $70, $80 on fast food, like, mm. like for myself at, like, <laughs> that size. And that's just at, like, crazy to me. But, um, you know, I see food addiction is a real thing, and that tool helped me with that. And, you know, people call me a cheater, but I, I throw it back at them. They're like, okay, well, if a drug addict goes to rehab, are you going to call them a cheater? I know, right? Like, No, because they're using a tool that someone has put into place to better themselves out of a predicament that they either could or couldn't have helped, but now they need that tool to succeed. And to me, that's what I needed to succeed. Succeed and, you know, give me the extra, the kick in the butt. So Yeah, and I think, especially right now, I feel like kind of obesity and things like that is such a hot topic. Oh, yeah. And per usual, like, this is just what happens with any sort of topic, uh, politics whatever you name it like um a statement will be said and then it, it just starts to become super polarizing and people will become even yeah. further on their side even i feel like there's so many things said about obesity that like people don't actually like mean but they're just saying it anyway just because they they're upset at what the other side said oh, and yeah. then the other side will say even something more ludicrous and then it just keeps going back and it's never yeah i feel like that's kind of what's happened with obesity and with weight loss surgery or mm -hmm. whatever it is you know like obesity is considered a disease um and it is if you look at the definition of disease yeah. but it's like it's gone from the point where some people are like obesity is perfectly healthy and normal and blah 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 which is like okay that's a little extreme and the other side is well you just choose to be obese yeah. because you're you're lazy and that's a little on the other opposite yeah. side of the extreme and it, it is I, I hate eating and you know what I, and I guess because like right now I, I personally I say I hate both of those and it's like, yeah. <laughs> like no you don't choose to be fat like no one wakes up in the end of the day and they're like you know what I'm gonna weigh 515 pounds today mm. I can't wait to have to like see if a bench is gonna hold me or if I can wipe my ass in a bathroom stall like and that that's real like, yeah I remember going to the bathroom stall and not being able to reach my own butt in stalls before it's like I'll wait for the handicap stall to open, you know, I'm like very transparent. So, yeah. Um, but on the flip side, like being obese, like I now have existing health issues from that. And so when someone's like, Oh, just live your best life. Well, your best life isn't obese. I can tell you that your, mm -hmm. your life is going to be a lot better by just the quality of life is better, man. Like I don't have to wake up and worry about like, just the things of like being the biggest person in the room and all eyes on you or like, you know, going to the bathroom and not fitting or going to a restaurant and you know, your whole table sits down. Cause let's be honest, you're slow walking in your whole family sits down. Everyone fits in the booth and you're like, Hey guys, um, I can't fit here. Can we, can we get everybody up and now it's another 30 minute wait for a table for a chair for you. And it's like, it's things like that. And it's like, sure. That person may not know that now at that size, mm -hmm. but when they, if they ever experienced the, the different side of it, man, and like realize like I'd never have to go through that again. And like, it doesn't really sound like that drastic as a thought, but like that haunts me to this day. Like mm. it's just something that I always play in the back of my head of like, 
not being able to fit in the booth. I broke a Waffle House booth with my belly one night, man. Like, just getting in. I was like, no, I can fit. And it's kind of like rain. I was like, and when I did it, oh, snapped, man. man. Straight up snapped. And it's like, you would have thought that would have been a sign. Like, hey, man, you may <laughs> should do something about this. But I was like, no, I can still eat more food and waffles. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing, man? But I realized, like, it was just me coping. It was my coping yeah. mechanism to help me get through life. Well, I I find um, there's a close parallel, um, even with non-obese, super shredded bodybuilders, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, because, you know, after the show ends and everyone has a different post-show experience, but you're you're talking about taking um, a population of really normal people and starving them, and they've never been starved before, and you're going to starve them for five months, and make them do a lot of cardio and stuff, and then at the (laughs) end of it, you're going to be like, all right, go be normal again. But guess what happens? They they aren't normal, mm-hmm. and some guys um, have it easier, and and they yeah. they somehow maintain a great relationship with food, and mentally mm-hmm. they have other coping mechanisms, and they just go along and they're fine. But I'll tell you what, most people struggle, and you will yeah. see fit, shredded dudes that suddenly are obsessed with eating food and can't stop, and then eat and feel so bad, mm-hmm. and then puke, oh, yeah. and then keep eating. Keep eating, yeah. And is that not the same thing, That's, in a sense? Exactly. It's, it's a food addiction. It's just 100%. one person shredded, and the other's you know, been doing it yeah. for longer, essentially. One person just keeps it in their stomach, and the other person throws it out. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, That's, it's, it's still a food addiction. Like, yeah. What's the underlying cause that's causing that? You know, and that, That's yeah. the big question that no one ever tackles. It's just like, oh, well, you're fat, you can change. It's like... Yeah, it's just more than just like putting the fork down, and yeah, man. it's a lot to it. And I've I've experienced that level of um, near food addiction on a very like on a limited scale because of bodybuilding yeah. post show, and um, I like it's I got to be careful because there is a difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating, oh, and yeah. most bodybuilders will experience um, disordered eating, mm-hmm. not necessarily an eating disorder. I have worked with lots of people with eating disorders though, yeah. um, but just. For me, I, I feel like a little bit of uh, sympathy um, for stories like this because like, um, not that I've ever been like that, but like yeah. because I've just experienced loss of control like mm-hmm. with food before and like how much it sucks. Yeah. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and body dysmorphia is the same. I don't care if you're 500 pounds or if you're yeah. you know 180 pounds and shredded to the bone. If you look in the mirror and you hate what you see, and then you give up and just start eating more because of it. Amen. It's a similar emotion. Um, but what you've gone through is obviously, I mean, that's like <laughs> way worse because it's, it's with you all the time. Yeah. Um, but like, I just wish people would be a little bit more sympathetic, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of sucks. But I guess like you, does, yeah. you have proven you got thick skin though. And like, you're able to just keep plugging along, which is pretty cool. I'm sure it's not easy yeah. all the time, but <laughs> I applaud you for real. Thank you. Thank you. You know, honestly, I think like it's almost, it's like it was destined to be because like, I think that by me like experiencing what I experienced and being so large and like, you know, as I said before, I had the persona of the funny fat guy. So my thing is, is like, if I can beat you to a joke faster before you make fun of me, hmm. A, I'm going to make you laugh and B, it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. And so, man, I could, I could put on my face of just like, you know, this doesn't hurt, but in, in the back of my mind, I'm going home crying every night and sitting inside of a bed, like I hate my life, you know, like. Hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, I don't know where to flow into that, but yeah, it's a, it's a mindset thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so you made that decision, um, Mm -hmm. to get the surgery and, um, I want to make sure I understand correctly for your surgery because there's several different types of weight loss surgery. So did they just shrink your stomach or did they do like the bypass or like, 
I just did the sleeve, the vertical sleeve. Oh, okay. me. Um, yeah. I was supposed to do the sleeve first, and then like my doctor was like, let's do that. Let's get you down like 150 pounds, and then we'll come back and we'll do a revision, and we'll like speed the process, and we'll do a bypass. And like, you know, right. you'll shrink down, and you'll be good. And in my head, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, after I had surgery, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm doing this twice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm making the first one count, and I'm going to push harder than anybody. Like, I've got a second chance at life, and like, at that point, man, it was just, it, it clicked. It's like the flip right. of a switch, and it's like, okay, I can see the light now, and like it, it's attainable. Now I'm just, I've just got to reach out and take it. Right. So, so that's what I wanted to ask you, like how, like what that that switch flipping was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like because for you, you said it just happened. Yeah. But do you think maybe it's because of the empowerment that that surgery gave you? It gave yes. you a little bit of like hope, like hey, this is actually going to work this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's exactly what it was, man. It's like I actually had the chance to change my life, and so. Like for me, um, I started when I was young. I was big, like I was on a formula that made me really big, like as a kid. And so like, even at like three or four years old, by the age of five, I was 40 or 50 pounds heavier than like the other kids. Right. Like wow. being in T-ball, I remember we had little baseball cards passing out and everybody's like 50, 60 pounds. I was a whopping 110, you know, like hefty, mm. hefty, hefty. So at that point I realized I was like, okay, I'm, it's me. I'm, you know, I am fat like and i at from that point i mean i remember being like six seven years old going to a nutritionist like my yeah, grandparents crazy yeah and now, like crazy. i hated that like setting to a nutritionist at seven years old is insane but it's like i, I could eat and it's just still like it's just like boom just growing 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 and growing yeah. so um flip of the switch moment though um for me it was i was in new orleans i had an uber driver uh, me and my ex-wife at the time we were in new orleans we we're on bourbon street and I was so exhausted. I was over 500 pounds, probably over 515 at the time in all reality. Wasn't on a diet. My joints hurt. My knees hurt. My back hurt. If I bent over, I thought I was going to die, like type thing. So, man, it was miserable. And we were trying, you know, I was trying to, you know, be the best husband I could be and like take her, you know, everything and like go to these different things. But I couldn't walk. I was so exhausted um, to the point where I started ordering Ubers from each attraction like around New Orleans. And so in three days I spent like $180 on Ubers. And, uh, but I'll never forget the Uber driver. We we're coming down bourbon and I ordered an Uber for like 0.1, like one tenth of a mile away. Mm. And back in the day, in that time, like Uber didn't tell you where we were going. So like she's waiting in line for us and we get into her van and I'll never forget. She's like, are you kidding me? Like you're going to oh. make me wait in line for a tenth of a mile. She's like, you need to walk. And I was like, you know, I, at this point, I'm like, <laughs> you know, kind of awkward. Right, like, yeah. my Uber driver's calling me out in the middle of New Orleans. <laughs> but I realized, man, like, I got back. I spent $180 on Ubers. And my Uber driver had to, like, basically wake me up and realize, like, this is bad. So then I got back to Pensacola. I contacted my doctor. And, like, he's like, I mean, yeah, I can refer you. Like, let's, let's, if you're serious. So started the process and like I went through the process before that for like a year like just like trying to get approved for the surgery and like go through and like I struggled with my thyroid I, like I had um over uh, I can't I think it's like TSH levels I believe or yeah, TH yeah and like it was like 11.7 and like I had to get it under a four before insurance would ever approve me and so that was one thing um I turns out I had severe sleep apnea that I like right. I thought I did but like I was falling asleep standing up in the showers and like I got to where I couldn't drive on trips and like that was big for me because I was traveling across the country with my car and like showing it off and like I'd have to have somebody drive my own car to the car show. So I was like, what? Like, um, but when I, I'll never forget the doctor, she looked, um, I think this is the part where it scared me is I went to my sleep apnea appointment 
and there's supposed to be two appointments. The first one is they wire you up, you do your test, you sleep, and then the next time you come up, they put you on a machine and see how you react to it. I, you're supposed to be like falling asleep by 10, lights out at 10, you fall asleep, and then you wake up at six and you're good. Well, I remember like hearing the door open at midnight and it woke me up and the nurse has coming in and they're like, hey, we need you to wake up. And like, I'm like, oh God, what did I do wrong? Like, is the machine not working? Mm -hmm. They're like, actually, we've already had to call the doctor on staff and bring them in overnight. Like you stopped breathing on average in those first two hours, 142 times an hour. Oh my God. And they're like, they were speechless at that. And they're like, we, we got to get you on something. So that night they like stopped mid test, put me on a like sleep apnea oh. machine and um, like at 6 a.m. when like they could call my insurance, they're like, we gotta get him a machine. Like we're not like, he's really bad. Like he's really bad. Like we, we got to get him on machine. Like, and so um, they ended up like letting me leave at like seven o'clock. They got me a machine and um, the doctor looked at me and she was like, your oxygen levels dropped drastically. I can't remember the number, so I don't like say it, right. but I, it was something like astronomically low. And she's like, I don't see how you've ever made it to 24 you, you definitely won't see 30. Um, and like hearing a, like not my primary care, a doctor that I've met within yeah. the hour tell me like, you should have been dead years ago. And I'm like, I'm not even, I haven't even had kids. I haven't lived like, yeah, what, you know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, you know, all of a sudden it's like that come to Jesus. And I was like, I got to get my life together. Like mm. I'm, I'm, I want to see this thing live, you know, like I want to experience life. And so that was it. I started, you know, going through it and like, I got on my machine. I started like, you know, I did the six month trial with my doctor and like met their goals and, um, ended up like finally got my, t it, that's what took the longest. It's just getting my, my, right. my levels down. And then finally from there, man, they told me like on a Thursday afternoon, my levels came in finally and it was like 4.9 and they're like, okay, we can submit. It'll take probably like a month, you know, from insurance. I kid you not the very next morning, they got to call my insurance for it and instantly. They're like, we can have you in surgery in a week. And I was like, whoa, 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 okay, pump the brakes, coach. I need, I need, you know, some time. Uh, and so I was like, I tell you what, give me two weeks. And they're like, okay, well, how about this? It's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And on Monday, start your two-week liquid diet. And I was like, two weeks. And at, and at that time, and you got to remember, like, I was so focused on my TSH levels that I, I'd kind of, like, come off of what the nutritionist was saying. So I'm over here, you know, pounding sodas and sweet tea and, like, mm just miserable again because I'm thinking this is never going to happen and like all of a sudden my levels finally like leveled out good enough to where I could get it I'm like okay this is it so the two week liquid diet happened and that's rough <laughs> that, yeah man when you're like when you go from like cold turkey like man I got sick as a dog like because I wasn't having any caffeine like just nothing like for I mean it was literally jello and water and powerade like sugar free powerades oh my gosh for two weeks but man like it shrunk my liver to where you can go in like they do the surgery with no issues and then after that for like three months, it's, it's basically like a, you know, an ounce at a time type thing. So, and just sip, sip, sip. So, but, um, yeah, uh, it was the best decision of my life. It's, it, it gave, I mean, it is my life. It literally gave me a life that I've never had that I've always dreamed, hoped, prayed, cried for and begged for. And like, now it's, it's there. And it's like, now that I've got it, it's like, oh my God, the, the doors have opened. And now it's like, I can do whatever I want, you know, like, the only thing that's holding me back is me. So, and right. that, that took me 28 years to realize my biggest thing holding me back is the thing up here in my mind. So it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I mean, Hey, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that mental side of things. I mean, that's, 
I think that's like a huge um, part of like the oh, yeah. brand of of taking common action and everything that we stand for. Oh yeah. Um, because like one thing like that when I, you know. I guess flashback when I was creating the brand and like the message behind it and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I always feel like I was kind of like a, a student to like the greats, like in any sport, <laughs> like I'd be like, like why, why is LeBron James LeBron James? Yeah. You know, like why Steph Curry, Steph Curry or like what other sports too, yeah, not just yeah, basketball, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's like there, there's something different about them. Right. Yeah. And, um, I would just kind of study them, I guess, like mm-hmm. what makes them them. And it's just like their mind um, yeah. their, their ability to like not really set limits for themselves. Exactly. And a lot of the times when you're developing like a strong mental fortitude and stuff, it's like, it's more about like proving yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you prove yourself to yourself, then it's just smooth sailing from there. It is. Yeah. Um, but for you, you needed that opportunity yeah. and that push and that, that, um, like we said, like that empowerment, like the, for the, for the surgery for you, it was that empowerment forces like, Hey, we're going to do this and then you're going to be good man. And then you said yes. And it's like, that's what a coach yeah. does. Right. Um, and then boom, like you proved it though. That's, yeah. that's the coolest part of it all. Yeah. It, it definitely was a flip of the switch and like, you know, um, it's just something, it's like I had this drive and energy about it. It's like, I am going to prove to the world. I'm going to prove to those people that said, you'll be fat for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see 30. You're should have been dead years ago. You know, like you're going to be this way forever. Like I could go on and on, but like it was not only proving them wrong, but at the same time it was proving myself wrong that like Cause I started believing what they were saying yeah, and that was the worst part. And right. I, at that point, man, I was worthless to myself, to everyone. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm taking back. This, this is my life. It's no one else's. And if I can't control like my own self, I'm, I'm weak. Like I got to be strong up here and then everything else will follow. And so yeah. the mindset, man, that that's the biggest thing I realized was holding me back my entire life. Right. Um, so I guess a couple questions to close yeah. things up. Um, what advice, I guess, would you give to someone who was in your shoes previously? Absolutely. Um, if you're in my sh- or you know, if, if you're at like, a size that you're not comfortable with or, you know, you're on the fence or anything like that, first of all, my biggest thing that I want everyone to know, it's never too late. I get that question all the time. It's like, man, I'm, I'm 30 or man, I have like five kids and I, I don't have the time or I've, I've reached a point where, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. And it's like, we're, you're already telling yourself you can't like yeah. you've got to stop doing that and like realize it's never too late you just have to start taking the right step so if you can take the right step and, and go for it man like please do like and that's what I realized I, I had already signed off like it's too late like and as bad as it sounds I accepted the fact that like you know I, I wouldn't grow old but it's like at least like you know I could kind of be okay with eating but don't that's such a bad mindset man it's so bad like you control your future so like that's the only thing you can control you know in all reality like you control your thoughts your minds and your emotions and that's going to control your future in my opinion so i mean it's never too late that that's my biggest thing um it's never too late even you know and and also someone asked me well how do you start and i I love a quote it's like it doesn't start in the gym and it doesn't start with the barbell it starts up here Hmm. so it's like that's deep it's got to start really up there, deep. man. Like you, that's the first place. Cause you got to see if you want it. Like, do you want it? Like I understand. And people say to me times, like, you know, my brother's overweight or it's like my sister's overweight. My dad's overweight. What do I do? How do I get them? How do I, like, what do I say to them? You can talk until you're blue in the face, but until they make up their mind that they want it, not that you want it for them, mm-hmm. they're never going to attain it. They've got to want it. And that, that's what it takes. I think that, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It kind of answers the other question. 
um, I was going to bring up, which I guess we can discuss, but just when it comes to discipline, because without discipline, like you, no one will do anything without discipline. Right. And, um, I, I think kind of what you said is like, you, you gotta want it and you gotta want it for for the right reasons. Um, I guess also remember like discipline can be grown. It's like a muscle, you know, like, you know, you don't have to, um, don't let perfection be the thief of progress in a sense. (sighs) where like that. <laughs> all right, yeah I'm, I'm taking that one right right, right now down <laughs> yeah people people man i love this people are like all right i'm gonna start being disciplined so tomorrow i'm gonna run uh 10 miles and i haven't run a mile in in yeah. years but tomorrow i'm gonna run 10, 10 miles, miles i'm gonna yeah. eat a thousand calories and and then um then they fail on day one and they're like well gotta quit now and it's like yeah. but why didn't you just go run like half a mile yeah, why didn't you just start? Like, you know, someone's like, well, I see you in the gym and you're lifting weights and all this. And like, I want to do that. And I was like, okay, great. But you realize I didn't start that way. I, I will tell anyone that I did <laughs> not start that way. Mm-hmm. I struggled walking a quarter of a mile at 350 pounds. You know, right. I remember being at my desk at 350 pounds, going to the gym for the first time at my job. And like coming back, you know, because you shower. But as a big guy at 350 pounds, like even if a cold shower, I'm coming back in my full work clothes, like just drenched, like of sweat, trying <laughs> to like get ready. But yeah, man, it, you got to want it for you. And that's the biggest thing. Um, discipline is definitely a muscle. Um, it, and I've learned that, especially during this cut and this prep. <laughs> I thought I was disciplined before and I realized like, I, there's different levels of discipline and like Absolutely, a cut yeah. takes that man and it mm-hmm. show it it takes you into more of a deeper discipline like sure it's easier to go out with your friends and you know have fun and do all this but like what if you actually just made up your mind to stick to it yeah. you know like <laughs> point of view you stuck with it and like i love that like point of view i was able to stick with it and it's like now that i see myself i could have never dreamed it like i i it I'm speechless still. And yeah. I, every day I wake up and I was like, well, you know, tell me like, and I, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I blows my mind every day. I'm absolutely speechless. Like, yeah, I, that's, um, that's true with bodybuilding. <laughs> I feel like that's why I love bodybuilding so yeah. much. I mean, it's, it, for me, it's a lot deeper. I mean, I don't actually care about having big muscles that much. Um, I really don't Yeah. like I am, I'm beyond the point where I care about like, impressing other people by how tight my shirt fits like i literally that's just (laughs) i mean maybe it's a fun byproduct some days whatever i'm feeling myself or whatever but like at the essence of bodybuilding that i love the most is like there's just something beautiful about doing this difficult thing and working so hard for this one moment when you get a step on a stage and and feel this feeling that's like i did this really hard thing that not a lot of people can do exactly that's a beautiful feeling and for the rest of my life whether it's (laughs) bodybuilding or other you know like i want to do crazy stuff i want to do iron man and i want to do all this crazy stuff it's like all those things it's just the, the fact that you're putting yourself through something difficult and coming on the other end victorious and it's just a beautiful thing and um, I'm excited for you to finish this thing off because I mean, first of all, your story is already insane. <laughs> so this you. is so much more than just your typical, you know, five month prep or whatever. This yeah. is like a f- three and a half years in the making. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and is... to finally get the cherry put on the, on top, on, top. Yeah, on a show day. I, I cannot wait for that moment. It is going to be awesome. I mean, I'm Same. sure you're excited. Oh, I'm yeah. excited though, yeah. man. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying, I'm going to need tissues because I'm telling you, I'm going to be an emotional wreck, man. I, I, I'm, well, I'm a crier. Like as a, <laughs> as a dude, I cry. I'm completely okay with admitting that. Like, and, uh, I'm going to be an emotional wreck. So I'm probably going to be in mid pose. It's like, 
<laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna do it if uh, you know. I'm I'm gonna embrace whatever happens just because I can say I did it at that point. Yeah. It's like I never would have dreamed it. So. Yeah, and that's the real truth right there. I, yeah. On show day, I, I've learned a lesson. To always, I always wear black because I give so many um, tanned up shirtless dudes <laughs> hugs. That's smart. All that yeah, day, yeah, so I just learned I gotta wear black. Prepared. Don't wear a white that's shirt; it's ruined forever. <laughs> um, but awesome. yeah, I guess we're we're gonna end things there. Um, man, I mean, we could go on for forever about this, but thank you so much for coming on here and sharing part of your story and your journey. And um, even if this just reaches, you know, a few extra people that it wouldn't have through your amazing oh, yeah. uh, reach that you have these days and your story, like, I mean, that'll I'll consider that a huge win. Yeah, but one, if one person hears it extra, man, it's it's worth it. You know, if I can, that that's how I've seen it from day one. If if I can impact one person to make just a tiny change to their to their life and it helps them in a better way, that's success to me. So I'm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and just our message of, you know, being uncommon and taking uncommon action yes, and man. just like all those aspects that like yeah. we, we are in charge of our lives. You know, I, I don't care if you're 500 something pounds or if you're just a dude that wants to do a bodybuilding show, whatever it is, like just remember <laughs> that you're in charge and, and Dalton's the perfect example of that, of really just taking charge. So again, thank you for coming out here. But. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's been an honor. I'm super excited. Thank you for being like literally uh, such an amazing coach. Like, I would not be where I am today without you. So I appreciate that, man. Seriously. Well, it's been an honor to be just a little blip in the, in the, in the story. Um, but where can everyone find you online? Yeah. Uh, so my socials, it's uh, it's my last name with no vowels. So <laughs> Muscle White, M-S-S-L-W-H-T on uh, all social media platforms. So Yeah, especially Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, um, Instagram, TikTok. Um, that's it right now. Who knows? Maybe YouTube. I got it, but I never yeah. posted. So, but bring back it. the MySpace or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll put a MySpace together. Come on, I think that'll work. I'll put you on my top five. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, well, man. thanks guys for uh, listening to this episode, and make sure to follow him and the rest of the team um, on their journey. We're going to be posting a lot on the Take Uncommon Action Instagram throughout the summer shredding weekend here in just four weeks. And uh, we are recruiting for the October team as well. So anyone listening out there that wants to join the fun. Yeah, uh, join up. Like, yeah, I think we're like, that was crazy. I mean, we're four weeks out from June, summer trading, but I yeah. think we're like 20 weeks out. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we're 20 weeks out. I know I'll be flying crazy. to that show too. So, oh, um, awesome. I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there for that one as well. So Heck yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll yeah. see you in the next one. Peace out. Bye, y'all.